The Relationship Review is sponsored by author Amanda Andrews. Her first book, The Little Princess Finds Her Crown, is a delightful tale encouraging self-confidence. Princess is a clever girl whose curiosity leads her on an amazing adventure through all her mom's things. After overhearing her mom refer to herself as a queen, Princess searches high and low for mommy's crown. Join Princess on her adorable and hilarious quest. Listeners can order a copy of The Little Princess Finds Her Crown, signed especially for you by the author. Visit thequeensguidetolife.com forward slash shop to order the prince or princess in your life a copy today. Welcome to the Relationship Review. It's a podcast and it's not what you think. I'm Edison and my co-host is my 13-year-old daughter, Coco. Hi. Our mission is to explore how we relate to all of the things that happen in the world around us and how those things affect us because everything is relationship. We cover a variety of topics and share our unique points of view. Sometimes we're surprised, sometimes we are in total disbelief, and most of the time we are laughing hysterically while we try to understand the world. It's going to be pretty exciting, and we're glad that you decided to join us. So here we go. This is the Relationship Review. Good evening, everybody. Um, So for this week's episode, I am taking control of the ship. But it could be morning when they listen. Mom. You said good evening. I'm just saying. Anyway, go ahead. My Jesus. I thought you weren't supposed to. This is about me. Go ahead. Today, I will be manning the ship at whatever time you're listening. Or womaning. Oh, my God. Please. Continue. I am not here for your criticism. Those are not criticisms. Yes, they are. Okay. Hush. All right. Um, Watch yourself, but okay. Take two. Cut. Uh All right. Um, And action. Today, I am womaning the ship at whatever time you're listening. Today is January 22nd. And we're going to be talking about some very interesting topics today. Not we, but me. (laughs) (laughs) So, the first topic I wanted to talk about today is um, bullying. But, like, in particular, hair pestering. Because as um, one of very few black people that go to my school, (laughs) um, others... Not particularly white people, but like everyone else, and sometimes black people too, have um, very repetitive questions about my hair. A strong curiosity. A strong curiosity. Would you, I mean, is that what you are describing? No, they're nosy. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. I don't know what you're laughing about. This is not a laughing matter. I understand that it is not a laughing matter. A violation of my privacy. You are absolutely right. I am laughing 
very much in empathy because it is something that has gone on for many, many, many years mm-hmm. um, in my life and the lives of many women that I know um, and many women that I don't know. And it is a terrible surprise that what is a terrible surprise? What do you what do you call a terrible surprise? So a surprise is a good thing and Usually. a terrible surprise is not a good thing. Yeah. What's the term for that? What do you, that's the term. Not a good thing. (laughs) It's an awful thing to realize that people's behaviors are still not changing, no matter how much attention is drawn to the uncomfortable, um, disrespectful feeling it is for another person to invade your space and get in your face to ask you questions about your hair and want to put their hands in your hair. It's just very astounding to me that it is still happening because I really feel like this means it's going to continue to happen. I thought people were learning out here, but Mm. apparently the answer is no, they're not. For my high high school's senior projects, this was called, right? Um, Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I was thinking about, there were two, I had two ideas for my high school project. Are you talking about for Girl Scouts or for high school? High school. Okay, gotcha. So one of them your graduation project. Yeah. yeah. Graduation. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yes. Um one of them was going to be like I kind of like stole this from Eddie Murphy when he did uh when he did when he was on Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. and he pretended to be a white man. Okay. <laughs> I'm not actually going to like, you know, like do all the makeup and stuff, but I would just like, you know, walk around asking white girls or people with straight hair like uh-huh. oh my gosh is that your real hair can i touch it and just see how they respond to yeah you. yeah me repetitively asking yeah are you sure that's your real hair really mm-hmm. wow you're it's not a weave i think it's a weave yeah it's a weave aren't those extensions yeah are those you are sure? those are yeah. extensions yeah yeah how did you get it to be so straight though like what i mean wow that's crazy. Yeah. That's so what, like a social experiment. Yes. Because that's what Eddie Murphy's um, sketch was. Where he, yeah. The one from like when he was originally on Saturday Night Live when he was um, <laughs> pretending to go out into the world as a white man. <laughs> mm-hmm. When he tucked his, his butt in. <laughs> he, he, t- like, he tucked it in. <laughs> he tucked it in. He was walking with his behind like really tucked inward and he had on a briefcase. And I think his name was Chet. Or something like that. And that was the one where he went into the bank. And he was like, um, yes, I'd like to apply for a loan. And um, they were like, the white guy was like, you don't have to worry about those silly application papers. You know, we'll just give you stacks and stacks of cash. And like he went in someplace and was like, the white guy behind the counter was like, oh, no one's looking. You can take whatever you want for free. Like, of course, it was an exaggeration. Well, we're black, so we don't really know. (laughs) But I'm assuming that it was an exaggeration. (laughs) Um, But it was a stark contrast to how, you know, black people get treated. Um, And he probably even noticed that he got treated differently than his, like, co-stars and things when they were out. Even though he was a very, even at that time, a very wealthy, very popular um, entertainer. Mm-hmm. So it it was a very, you know, it was, I'm sure that other people thought it was funny. I didn't think it was 
extremely funny because, you know, a lot of it is very true. Mm -hmm. The saddest part is he did that in like the 80s, (laughs) but it's still relevant. Yeah, it seems very relevant. Yeah. Yep. So that was my first idea, like Mm -hmm. the social experiment. Then the second one was, and I've told you about this before, um, was... This seems kind of silly talking about it now, but pretending to be pregnant uh-huh. and seeing how people uh, like would treat me differently. Because mm-hmm. I've seen like there was a um, a woman she did like a, like a same sort of social experiment except she did it with breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. So like she was like breastfeeding like in public, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of negative comments like that people would like say to her like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are more private places to do that. Like, you don't have to do that in public or whatever. Yeah. And, um, but, like, some, like, moms actually, like, like, sympathized with her. Uh Uh-huh. Or empathized. Which one is it? Um, if they were moms and they were empathizing. Oh, they empathized with Mm -hmm. her. Like, girl, you know, I understand the struggle. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever, you know? So, like... That same sort of social experiment, except like, yeah, I'm pregnant, mm-hmm. but not really though. Yeah, because that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. well, a lot of times I know when I was in high school, we had um, to do like the social experiment, but it was um, for the opposite effect, which was to, you know, try to learn teens about. Um, the ill effects of having uh, a baby when you're a teenager. And so we had to carry around these. Um, I think I didn't have to carry around the, the fake baby where it was like um, a little computerized baby that uh, cried yeah. and stuff like that. Um, some people had the computerized babies that would like cry at random times and you had to try to do what you could to keep it from, from crying and things. Yeah. Other people had little babies that they made out of stockings. Okay. And they had to stuff it. You know, they had to, like, sew the baby and, like, make their own doll, basically, and, like, care for the baby and keep, it like, a little log of uh, what they did to care for this baby. Uh. Um, I just had to to care for an egg for, like, a... Um, a raw, not a raw egg, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, a um, hard boiled. No, it wasn't hard boiled. It was oh. a fresh egg. Oh. So I had to, you know, basically keep this egg safe um, while I went through my day. And it seemed kind of stupid because it's like, you they know, still do that. Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. That is so dumb because that is not at all uh, an accurate parallel with a human child (laughs) no like they'll they do that in home ec Mm -hmm. they um or home economics Uh whatever like they'll like decorate the egg yeah everyone will like decorate it and name it and then Uh they make like the little baskets for it yep that's right um and they have to keep it they have to keep it with them at all times like they cannot leave it anywhere you're telling me that in the last 25 30 years we have now gotten um Computers that we can talk to and tell them, hey, dim my lights, lock my doors, turn on my favorite music, play me a story, um, tell me what's in my refrigerator. But home ec hasn't advanced beyond here. Draw a smiling face (laughs) on this this egg and put it in a basket. And if you manage not to break it all day, then you'll get a check mark 
in the, <laughs> the portion of this course that means that you understand that you shouldn't be out there being promiscuous and having babies <laughs> as a teenager. Like, what the? Well, well, but uh, like a lot of kids would cheat. Like, if they cracked it, then they would just... Just get another egg from that, home, you mean? No, they would like... Like, because they use hard-boiled eggs for obvious reasons? No, not that's not obvious. That's cheating. No, no, I mean, like, at home, like at home egg. Uh-huh. She gave them... Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Hard-boiled eggs. If like, it's a hard-boiled egg, then you're giving them a little bit of an advantage. Well, but it's still, like, ev- but everybody still gets... It, 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 it matters. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh, I understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. What I'm saying is, that's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you think so. a lot of things are dumb. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to deny that. I do. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. I, I really am um, I'm upset mm. that this level of... You know, a lot of people will be dismissive about it, about the, the hair um, pestering, is right. I think with the term you used. <laughs> um, a lot of people will dismiss it and say like, oh, you know, people are just curious. They just want to know. But it's not your business. Right. I feel like it's the same level of intimate detail, like asking you about about your hair like if you like my hair just tell me hey girl you look good today and keep it moving Uh but if you're asking me intimate details about the intricacy of what it took to achieve my hairstyle girl is that a weave yeah that's what they always say yeah is it a weave is is it a wig is it your hair is it your business is it exactly I mean, well, let's go all the way. If you're going to ask me all these things, you may as well ask me what my bra is made of today. What kind of underwear I'm wearing. Are they lacy? Are they, you know, just plain cotton? Are they granny panties? Like, what kind of blend are we talking about here? Is it polyester and cotton? Like, what, what, what are we talking about? I feel like it's the same level of detail that you're asking me mm-hmm. for things that are none of your business. Right. Either you like my hair and you're asking the details so that maybe you can try to achieve the same thing or you don't like my hair, in which case, why are you concerned? Right. Keep it moving. Keep on, Becky. And follow my example. If I'm not asking you about yours, that's how much you need to know about mine. Oh. There's so many. There's so many like ways to approach the entire situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had the same experience, the uh, the exact same experience as an adult woman in my own office with my own hair. And like I said, I have already um, proclaimed from the mountaintops my uh, shout out to Dr. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King Day was just this Monday and I just that was um, it was a little slip. I didn't mean to say. From the mountaintop in a disrespectful way, but I have I have um, shouted out, you know, from from every corner of the world, how much I appreciate wigs, and yeah. <laughs> I and I mean I'm serious. Like I think it's um, particularly for Black women, um, we have a certain something. Is it an art? Is it a a talent? It's probably all these things. All of the above, yeah. Um, you know, the magic of Mother Africa, 
in the hands of black women, not all black women, because I cannot really achieve a lot of the things that I see, but I'm always wowed and amazed. And women be out here slaying these wigs. And so, yes, I have brought several wigs. I put them on. I step out the door. I do what I can with them. You know, I'm not shabby with it. I step out. I look good. I know that I do. And um, when I, you know, go out to the office where people feel like they have just enough of a familiarity with me to think it's okay to be like, is that your hair? Hmm. Well, wow. That's a line that you crossed. That's a line. I feel like that's a line. Uh Yeah. Because I don't ask you intimate. That's an intimate detail. Right. And furthermore, you know that yesterday I had a short afro. Today, I have a swinging, you know, um, vainglorious hairstyle that's halfway down my back. (laughs) We both know idiot the power that of this shrinkage. is not oh. <laughs> oh yes the power of shrinkage <laughs> but we both know that this there is no way on god's green earth that i could have grown my hair out <laughs> since yesterday so some of these people are just being stupid because they want to find a way to maybe try to like they think they're going to humiliate you or um, you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it comes from a different place everything is not from you know just natural curiosity right like if you were in second grade Maybe right. somebody would be like, oh, my goodness, is that your hair? Like, I can understand those conversations from little children. But maybe. Even then, like, I feel like small children like that haven't really been introduced to that yet. Exactly. Then they're, they're just going to be like, oh, wow, your hair is so pretty. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's an innocence to that. Yeah. But you're talking about other kids that's, you know, 13, 14 years old. No, ma'am. Don't try it. You Girl, see I know YouTube. that's a weave. <laughs> YouTube, just like I do. You be in, especially if they're melanated. Mm-hmm. Heifer, you be in a beauty supply store just like me. You go get braids just like I do. You get your hair straightened. You get it washed. You, you, you know, are dealing with the same things with hair that I'm dealing with. And you out here trying to show out in the middle of the classroom. Or in the middle of the hallway or wherever we are. Talking about, is that your hair? You got to wave. What I have is these two hands and you can get them. Oh. And then we'll see how concerned you are with my hair. Now, I'm not trying to advocate, you know, any kind of particular actions. But what I am telling you Mm. is that, you know, you got to make particular choices Mm -hmm. out there in the world. And some people deserve some hands. That's all I'm going to say. You know, you want to hear a really strange fact? What? I always have a belt in my backpack. Why? I don't know. Does it need to be in your in your britches? No. But and then furthermore, is it your belt? Yes. Because sometimes the rest of our things come up missing. And then we look around and see them on you. That's another topic probably for a different day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I think you... We've talked about this in the past, and I think you probably handle it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have enough resolve to handle it well. I think there's probably kids out there who mm-hmm. don't know how to handle it, or they don't know that they can say, mind your doggone business and get out of my face. Uh-huh. You know, I think there's grown women who don't know that they have the right to their space. Right. You have the right to claim and protect the space around you, and you can absolutely say, um, go ahead and take several steps back, mm-hmm. do an about face, and scoot your behind <laughs> on out of here. Do an about face. Mm-hmm. 
Or oh, if they're like, oh that. my God, is that your hair? Thank you, girl. <laughs> Ooh, don't you? Girl, ain't it cute? Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. I never yeah. thought I could. Because I, they're asking you about it because it's on their minds. Thank you. Oh my God, thank you. Girl, don't you love it? Thank you. Thank you. And then also another thing with hair is everyone's like, oh my gosh, your hair is so pretty. But then they're also like, oh my gosh, can you straighten your hair? Like they they say that to me a lot. Like, I want to see you with your hair straight. Can you straighten your hair? You should straighten your hair. You would look so pretty with your hair straightened. Like, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I look pretty with my hair straight. Yeah. But I also look pretty with my hair curly and or however exactly. the doggone way that i like it that i want to wear it exactly yeah and you know you know what mm. how i like you best is with your mouth shut oh let I, me i've see seen that somewhere how you look with your mouth closed and with you taking a several steps back and turning around and walking away from me i that's the way i like you best <laughs> about face about face and bye speech. girl <laughs> bye i mean you know I just feel like people, it's like backhanded compliments. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You would look so cute if you. Yeah. That kind of mess. Yeah. Like when people say, no offense, but. Uh huh. And you know it's going to be something offensive. Mm -hmm. That's why I stopped doing that. If I'm going to say it, I'm going to say. Full offense. Full offense. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing full offense. Um, I mean this yeah. fully offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, like, be honest, keep it real. If you're saying no offense, you there's offense. Keep that had. same energy. Yeah. So, good job to you Thank for you. Um, the way that you are out there. High five. The way that you're out there handling your business. Um, it, the sad shame is that it's really preparing you for what you're probably going to have to continue to deal with. Um, you would think <sighs> that we would have overcome this by now I a roll. question that yeah people have been asking for the last 25 years strong but here we are <laughs> girl is that your real hair is that your hair girl i know that's a wave mm-hmm. <laughs> so stupid and you know what was sad i just did that to my mama the other day you did do that to me because <laughs> i forgot that her hair was growing out and under my wigs yeah <laughs> And I saw her, she had herself a sleek bun. And I was like, girl, is that your real hair? She did too. And I, it's the, but, but it's like that thing where you're around it so much that you just start to do it. I didn't even mean to. I was like, girl, is that your real hair? Girl, I know that's a weave. <laughs> I know. But I didn't mean it. Because and sometimes your hair can be so popping that it just looks uh-huh. like, you know, it's just a big, healthy, full wig out here. But it really <laughs> yeah. be your hair. Oh. Yeah. I'm draping out here, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> she growing. Okay. Oh. So what's Okay. Yes. Next on the agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, everyday therapy. Man. So for me, um what I do every day is like, okay, so every day. No, not every day, but sometimes, like, before I go to bed, there's this app that I have. It's called Meditate. Mm. And basically, like, uh, before you go to bed or, like, for whatever situation, because it's got, like, more than one. And you don't have to, like, um, like, you don't have to, like. It's got more than one what? Um, 
like it's got different topics that you can okay i'm just gonna go into it and like you don't have to use like a subscription Mm -hmm. like you can just so it's free you can use it for free or you can get the subscription like it depends on what you're doing Mm -hmm. but there's like meditation there's a sleep chaser Mm -hmm. like free from anxiety calm impulses like all that stuff there's a Mm self-love which i didn't see before um but um i do the sleep chaser and it really helps um so it's like i guess it's like a daily thing that I do and it's like it's really calming because there's like the voice but then you can also choose like the sounds in the background like rain or fire or um all that stuff like that and um it's nice because it's very soothing and I fall asleep very quickly okay that sounds nice I'm hearing about it for the first time yeah. Which is interesting to me because I thought we were supposed to discuss the applications that you downloaded onto your phone. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Anyway, so um, the reason that we have the everyday therapy on the list is because I feel like therapy comes up a lot in topics of conversation. Like more and more people are starting to talk about the need for therapy. And that more people should embrace going to therapy, seeking therapy, utilizing therapy as a tool. Um, But a lot of people are still hesitant. I think we're still hearing about situations that probably could have been helped by therapy that could have been avoided, could have been prevented. Um, Just, you know, things that probably should never have happened. The most recent example that I can think of is that over the weekend I watched um, on Netflix a documentary called Killer Inside, I think was the topic, the the name of it, but it was about um, Aaron Hernandez, which uh, he was an NFL player. He played like one season with the Patriots. Okay. Um, yeah, boo. Yeah, Sorry. boo. Yeah. But <laughs> he played one season with them. Um, they went on to win a Super Bowl that year, I believe. Oh, okay. Or I'm pretty sure. Or the, um, I don't think the Patriots have ever won it. Oh my God. Yes, they won plenty of Super Bowls. Oh. But we just aren't fans. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure if he. Like, he played a season with them, and then they won a Super Bowl, and then... I don't know what it was. He was drafted by them, and um, he was a, an excellent player. Um, he had played, like, all through peewee football, <laughs> like, Little League and stuff, and then he did really, really well in high school, and then he went on to play for, for the Florida Gators and played really, really well um, throughout high school. Um, but he started to have some troubles developmentally in terms of his social behaviors Mm -hmm. and so this documentary went into how and why a lot of those social issues formed um and the the big uh topic um the the thing that makes his story um so monumental is that he he committed suicide um but he was in prison when he did that. He had been convicted of uh, the murder 
of um, a person who was his friend. Oh. So there's no, still no motive or no reason that anyone has ever known for why he killed this person. Um, Did even he do though, it? well, he claims that he did it, but all of the evidence um, points directly to him oh. having been the person that did do this. Um, and all of the evidence points to him being um, probably the culprit in a couple of other murders and oh. a few other crimes. I, it just did not look good for him at all. But when they went back to talk about his childhood, mm -hmm. um, his development, there was a lot of emotional trauma there that had he ever at any point sought therapy, mm -hmm. um, if anyone who was in a position of care in his life had ever taken him to therapy, right. um, removed him from these toxic situations and tried to get him some help. When he was first drafted um, to the NFL, when he was given a $40 million contract, if anyone at any point had paid attention to some of these red flags that they absolutely did know about mm -hmm. and said, hey, um, hey, kid, part of what you're going to do um, as a part of, you know, your success in this organization is maybe talk with a therapist once a week or, you know, right. something like yeah. that, because it became very apparent very early on that their main interest in him was the fact that he was winning them games and making them money. Right. So that seems like it would have been a very smart investment for them to make in, you know, their little cash machine. Right. Instead of they got involved um, once they knew that he was in some trouble in different ways that did not help at all. So not that he was, you know, their responsibility. Right. Um, they made it quite clear that they didn't really care about his life, but you care about him getting out on the field and making you money. So you would think they want to secure right. uh, their investment. Um, I also, uh, last year, I think it was actually in 2018, a podcast came out called Gladiator. And I listened to a lot of that podcast, but I didn't finish it. And it was actually about the life of um, Aaron, uh, what did I say his name was? Uh, um, Hernandez? Yeah. Yes. yes. And so I listened to a lot of that podcast because I didn't like the spin that um, was put on this documentary on Netflix in the end. It was really, they talked a lot about the brain damage that takes place when these football players are um, experiencing all these concussions yeah. and they get up and they go right back into play. Sometimes they don't even leave the field after they have these really hard hits. Yeah. And uh, this young man, I mean, I I'm pretty sure that he was like 23 or 24 years old when he died. Uh, but his brain um, was analyzed. Okay. And he had a lot of deterioration from concussions, from, uh, uh, you know, all this play on the field, um, all these head injuries and things like that. Mm -hmm. And there's some correlations to his behaviors and his erratic, um, like the way he, you know, would, would be kind of manic, which means he would be high, like really up and happy uh -huh. and then swing into like a really, you like, know, angry, violent kind of uh, mood. Like, like with, bipolar? Well, kind of. Kind of. 
that would be a way to describe it, but I don't think he was like diagnosed as bipolar, but uh -huh. that, that would be the kind of way that you would describe um, or that people describe some of his behaviors. Okay. Um, and so the evidence is there that there were many different indicators that he needed some kind of help. Now, right. all that happened in the last 30 minutes of this documentary was football players and uh, football executives saying, oh, no, there's no way. You can't blame this on football. You can't. No, there's no way. Like, don't don't try to, you know, make this about football. There's plenty of guys who are out there playing the game. They've been hurt like this. They have the same kind of concussions that he had, and they're not going um, out murdering anybody. I don't think that's the point. Yeah. And not everyone is affected the same. Exactly. When they're, yeah. And no one is taking away his accountability or his responsibility for the choices that he made. Uh -huh. That part goes back to things that he was exposed to when he was a child. Yeah. Um, in both the documentary and in the podcast, um, which I think the podcast goes over like, it takes place over like maybe t 10 or 12 episodes, maybe more. Okay. Um, so it goes really, really in depth. Um, into his background, his childhood, um, really into his story. Uh, and both of them talk about the fact that he was um, sexually molested, oh. that he was um, abused by his dad, like physically and verbally. Um, his household was volatile when he was growing up. And, you know, those things make an impact on a kid right. who his brother described him as being like very sweet, very shy very impressionable. Yeah. So those things had a lasting harmful effect on him. And I'm in no way saying, you know, oh, we should have empathy for him and sympathy for him. Because mm -hmm. I do agree in the end with those football guys who right. said, you know, you can't blame that mess on football. Like there's people out here who didn't go out and murder people. That's absolutely right. Yeah. But the point is that Seeing what has taken place with the person, acknowledging, hey, something's wrong here and there is a solution. That mm -hmm. solution is counseling. That solution is therapy. That solution is giving this person an outlet, right. removing them from a toxic situation and putting them in a healing situation. All those things could have turned the tides for this young man, Yeah, you know, so that he didn't seek out environments that were the wrong place for him to be. So basically how I'm interpreting it is like all of this, all of it like started with, with like his household when he was younger. Yeah. And then, you know, when he got older, he got, you know, better at football and he got accepted or not accepted, drafted mm -hmm. to the Patriots. Basically like the football and all the, um, stuff that was happening along with what had happened in his childhood kind of like pushed it over the edge? Maybe so. I think there was lots and lots of layers to the uh -huh. story. Yeah. Lots of layers to the story. Um, I think if someone had been paying attention right. and stepped in at any of those points Mm-hmm. And you would have to watch, you know, the documentary or listen to the podcast, or, right. you know, get more of those details. But if someone has stepped in at any of those points and said, and so this was the point of adding like the everyday therapy in, because there's a lot of people who just are never going to be comfortable with the idea of going to 
a stranger. Right. And saying, hey, I want to tell you all the most intimate details about things that are bothering me, things that I can't handle, I can't deal with, things that I can't even think to say out loud to people that I, you know, love and trust. Right. Uh, But I'm going to tell them to you and then try to work through them. And you know what I'm saying? But I feel like in a sense, that's also better because you don't like know them that's true and so you're not gonna have like that intimate connection with them Mm -hmm. so at at like on one side of it it's like kind of strange that you would confide in the stranger and not like someone that you know and trust Mm -hmm. but on the other side it's also like i can you know tell you this and you can help me through it but we don't have to like be connected in a way that maybe me and my best friend are right yeah so but if you're a little kid say Uh, if you're like i think maybe things started to happen to him when he was like eight or you know what i'm saying yeah like you're a little kid if you're like little siblings together or like but maybe you get to middle school like you like the age that you are Uh you have already started to employ some daily like a daily routine to help you de- de-stress, um, you know, kind of declutter your mind, clear everything away right. so that you can get some calm and, you know, clear everything out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if people don't have those tools, like even something as simple as that, like downloading an app, right? If people don't have those tools available to them, where do they put those things you know what I mean yeah so if this little boy when when Aaron was a little boy if someone had known about his abuse if someone had known like a counselor at school right or a cousin or uh, an auntie or something like that had known had paid Sorry. had been able to recognize you know mm-hmm. and a lot of times that's hard because I think his his father was always presented and everything that I heard and saw as a very domineering, uh, very authoritative, um, kind of a, a tough guy. Okay. Uh, so maybe it was a situation where no one wanted to get involved and the kids were very scared. And the wife, the, his mom, was very scared to tell anybody what was going on. And that can make it difficult also. Right. But if people know that there are everyday therapies that you can do like some deep breathing like take a you know takes a few minutes to do some deep breathing exercises keep a journal write down all the things that happened in that day or a few things that happened in that day that were either really good or that were not good and get it out Mm -hmm. because a lot of times that writing it down on paper is a release right um if he had been able to do those things, like as a little kid, you know, mm-hmm. um, or as a, a teenager or an adolescent or, you know, even in college, yeah. um, because I feel like when when you're an athlete in college, you still have all those resources available to you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are counselors on a college campus. There are counselors in high school. Yes. So, you know, um, you can do yoga um quiet meditation time um there's so many like everyday therapies yeah um for me um i have also like a calming app 
and I've mentioned it many times, like one that is um, focuses on frequencies. Mm-hmm. And I just started doing it like this year, like at with the turn of the year. So um, I, I do that usually um, in the morning before I fully wake up okay. and then in the in the moments right before I am like falling to sleep, I'll like do the um, frequencies to focus myself okay. um, on one thing or another. Right. And then, well, I listen to LeVar Burton. Of course you do. Read stories. And that for me is an everyday therapy. Yeah. Because it completely removes me from everything else, from anything that's happened in my day or whatever. And so one of the things that really was heartbreaking to me about um this this Aaron Hernandez mm-hmm. um was when he was in one of the calls from prison that he made to his girlfriend was that he asked her to please send him some books because they didn't have a really good library in the jail that he went to mm-hmm. and the books that he asked her to send him were the Harry Potters of course because i mean what better story to escape in you know what i mean yeah so that was really, that was really sad. And I just thought this, all of this could have been avoided if he had, you know what I mean? Because that, that story is about a little boy who was, you know, in an abusive home yeah. who, who had the opportunity to escape to this magical world. Right. So of course he would identify with this story, um, but he just didn't. You know, the things just didn't align the way that they needed to for him to fully escape everything. And again, I'm not taking any culpability away from him because he could have chose differently. He absolutely could have chosen differently. Um, And now there's for the person that he was convicted of killing. And then the two people that I think he got away with killing. Mm -hmm. Those are three families who no longer have their sons. He killed three men. Mm. These are families that no longer have their sons because this boy, Aaron Hernandez, is out here reckless and spiraling, you know, spiraling out of control inwardly mm-hmm. and looking for an outlet for all this violence that he's internalized all of his life. Right. <sighs> like, I feel like that's like... Um, I heard... Somewhere, I, yeah, I, um, sorry, I'm just trying to remember Mm -hmm. my train of thought. Yeah, it's okay. Where it was, someone was, um, they were, uh, saying, (laughs) um, that, um, like, um. It's okay. It'll come. Come on. It's (laughs) almost there. I can tell. Uh, video games, like yeah. violent video games were, um, like good de-stressors. Oh. And, you know, there were like, there were a lot of arguments like back and forth. I've heard a lot on, of arguments. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I agree with it because you can like let it all out mm-hmm. into a video game or maybe like a story or, you know, something creative mm-hmm. instead of. You know, just keeping it in and, like, unleashing it on the world. Okay. I feel like that's, like, that, mm, uh, that's my stance on it. Sorry. I understand that point of view, mm-hmm. um, that it can be therapeutic in that way. Yeah. But then the other part of it that I also understand, the other side of that argument is that 
you have to be careful what you are exposing yourself to that oh, imagery yeah. and um there's a lot of chaos um and violence but um in those particular games the ones that are like war focused um yeah. crime focused violence focused there are plenty of video games um don't get me started on a crash bandicoot that used to be my <laughs> favorite video game in all of ever i loved playing crash i loved it um and for me, I don't know if it was therapeutic or if it just was a great way to waste time or what, but I just loved playing Crash Bandicoot with Clayton uh-huh. when he was little. Um, and I also liked to play, uh, when I got to college, um, Tekken was like a a Tekken. game. It was, it's a fighting game. It's like a martial oh, arts fighting game. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. And so... Um, but your favorite was Tetris. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like those puzzle games and even today, puzzle games and word games are my favorite games. Yeah. So, um those for me are a kind of daily therapy as well. Mm-hmm. So, cuz you're so wordy. I well, yeah. <laughs> so it's good for people to find an outlet. Yeah. Um be well, a creative and a positive outlet because the moral of this story is that you're going to find an outlet one way or another. Right. Um and Aaron Hernandez's outlet was murder. Right. <laughs> And so that, you know. And also on that topic of like video game violence, it's not going to work for everybody. Exactly. Like for some people, it might be like, oh, this is so nice. Mm -hmm. I feel so, you know, calmed and, you know, relaxed. Mm -hmm. But for some other people, they would probably be like, oh, this isn't enough. Like, I need more. Or it could be triggering for them. Right. So, yeah. So it just depends. Oh, I want to feel this, Mm -hmm. you know, in real life or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just encourage everybody to seek different things. You know, if you're not ready for or if you don't think, I mean, I feel like everyone's gone through some situation that uh, therapy could be a help. But if you're not ready for that step, there are like everyday tools that you can utilize that will help you um, maintain your sanity and your emotional health. And I think that's very important. Right. So let's move on from there. Mm, that What's was next? a nice discussion. Yes, it was. Uh, next on our list is, nope, uh, Today in Excellence. Oh, yes. Okay, did you have something? I did. It's Black Lady Excellence. Okay. <laughs> um, one second. It's almost here. And here it is. I found out a couple days ago that... Michelle Obama mm-hmm. is the most our forever floatus. Yes. <laughs> She's the most educated first lady in history. Um and she is a black woman, yes. obviously, with Ivy League degrees mm-hmm. from Princeton mm-hmm. and from Harvard. Oh yeah, which I thought was very cool. Yes. That is very cool. Yes. Um and I did know that about her. Oh. Um I didn't. Yeah. She is outstanding and amazing, very intelligent, um, incredibly gracious. I loved the experience of um, listening to her audiobook, Becoming, um, because yeah. she reads it herself. So it was basically like spending time with Michelle Obama. Yeah. Um, which was so awesome. <laughs> it was just like, it was cool hearing her perspective yeah. <laughs> of things. Yeah, it was, and just hearing her voice because she just sounded so at ease, mm-hmm. like she was just sitting in here, you know, chatting. 
And I feel like it would sound a lot different if someone else had read it. Oh my instead gosh, of her. I would not have. It wouldn't. Tolerated it wouldn't this. have sounded no, right. Not at all. So it's it was good that she read it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Barack Obama's books too. Yeah, those were nice. Yeah. but we're not talking about him. Well, no, we're, we're not talking about him. Even mm-hmm. though he's he's black excellence as well. Yes, he is. Um, and they're black excellence together. And it's yeah. fantastic and amazing. And their daughters. Yay. Yay. Um, I let me see. Did I have something for today in excellence? What have I heard about today? Um, hmm, so many things. So many things that I can't think of just <laughs> one. Um, wow. Well, the thing is, it's probably on my phone that I can't really access right now. So, gosh. I just feel like I have to wait okay. and do mine later. All right. Okay. Well, that was nice and quick. <laughs> Next is our goal setting for 2020. Oh, my gosh. Why don't you go first? Oh, what what goals have I set for myself? Uh-huh. Well, one of them, one of my goals was definitely to um, do a lot more focusing on my self-care. Okay. Which included that... Um, my daily um, everyday therapies. Um, and so I have gotten a good start on that. Okay. Um, stretching every day. I needed to um, start some, some routines um, after I got fully out of my, my window, my post-surgery window, and I'm fully out of that now. So it's time for me to get back into the full groove of um, like exercising, right. which for me has to start with stretching because I have really gotten like stiff and things are popping and cracking all over the place. Yeah, and, me too. Oh <laughs> me my too, gosh. Girl. I just... We all together. Every day I wake up and I'm like, whose 40-year-old body is this? Like, what? it's probably going mine. on? It's probably mine. Man. <laughs> like, I don't know. Invasion of the... Like body snatchers around here, like what's going on here? But yeah. we've got old souls. Oh, so um, yeah, it's just getting um, getting back into the the rhythm of um, becoming more active is my biggest goal for twenty twenty. Yeah, sounds good. What about you? Ah, mine is probably um, a better sleep schedule. Because <laughs> I haven't been, okay, so I'm not very good at going to sleep when I'm supposed to. Oh, like when your mama says it's time for you to get your butt in there and go to sleep? Uh, okay, so huh? listen, listen, mm-hmm. listen for a second. Okay. Don't be a mom, just be a friend. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so i'll i'll like i'll go to bed i'll turn the lights off i'll like do everything and i'll just lay there Mm -hmm. for hours because i just can't make myself go to sleep and i'll read like two books (laughs) and i'll just be like huh well i'm wide awake Mm. and it's nothing that i ever do helps and that's also one of the reasons i got the uh meditate app because It, I don't know how, but like I guess the guy's voice is just kind of therapeutic, mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier. Uh-huh. 
And it, like, it soothes me to, like, I'll put on, like, the 10-minute sleep timer. And I'll go to sleep before that even goes off. Oh, well, that is helpful because a good rest is very valuable. Yeah. Getting good um, restorative rest yeah. is very, very valuable. So I can I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why you haven't tried listening to LeVar read. Because I don't have an Alexa upstairs. Well, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I really, you know, you don't have to take my word for it, but uh, okay. I, that's what works for me. Okay. So anyway, well, I'm glad you found something that works. Well, this Thank was you. good. This was really good. This was very nice. Yes. Um, I hope that hair pestering stops, but, you know, uh, I'm not really too. sure. Yeah. I'd like to hear from um, any of our listeners mm-hmm. about um, how you have handled um, hair pestering from people. Yes. Um, and if that is really still happening in 2020. Yeah. To you all out there in the world. And also, if you want to share um, things that you do. For your everyday therapy. Right. That yeah. would also be really cool to mm-hmm. know about. You can share those on our Instagram um, page. We are yeah. um, the Relationship Review Podcast. Open DMs, you guys. Mm-hmm. And um, so that we have one announcement, and that is that this is our final episode for our fall season, which was supposed to wrap... Um, probably right before Christmas time. So we had some little snafus. Um, <laughs> snafus. Yeah, around the holidays um, and haven't really gone through a holiday season with this podcast before and we're learning as we go. So um, we have just wanted to be committed to completing our episodes as we had planned and that yep. is what we have done. And so um we will come back in March on March 25th for our official season 2 um for our spring 2020 episodes. Woo woo woo. Uh we are going to have new topics. Um we are going to have just some really awesome things to talk about. Um, do some different things with the format. Maybe have some guests mm-hmm. uh, come and do some interviews with us. We have some really exciting things planned. Um, and we're really happy that you have um, grown with us on this journey. And um, we are also planning a couple of features between now and March. Um, a couple of things to keep you updated with our progress and stuff like that yeah and just some exciting things so we're really happy um hopefully you'll stick with us and return for those episodes Mm -hmm. um and if there's any episodes that you need to catch up on they're all available um on anchor and in spotify and a few other places um, right right around there yep (laughs) everywhere yep (laughs) um wherever you listen to podcasts and if you like what you are hearing, then please make sure you share and subscribe and we will catch you in the spring. Yay. Yeah. Stay warm out there. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate your support. 
Send us any feedback or topic suggestions in an email to relationshipreviewpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode and you like the show, please recommend it and share it with a friend. Don't forget to rate and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on Instagram at The Relationship Review. Like our new Facebook page, The Relationship Review Podcast. If our podcast isn't available on the platform you like best, you can always find it at anchor.fm forward slash The Relationship Review. See you next time.